This episode is brought to you by my Book More Birthdays with Ads course. If you would like to book out your birthday calendar for six months and beyond, spend less time and money marketing, and finally see results with strategic Facebook, Instagram, and Google ads, and not those random boosted posts, I created this program just for play-based business owners like you. This program will completely demystify the Facebook and Instagram ads manager and the Google ads manager and give you step-by-step instruction to set up ads that will run in the background of your business, generating a constant flow of leads, sales, and bookings, all with just a few dollars a day in ad spend. To learn more about how my Book More Birthdays with program works and learn more about the bonuses that you can unlock when enrolling, like all my best performing ad copy and creative templates, head to the show notes. The price for this one-of-a-kind program is going up very soon. I'll see you on the inside. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. All right, Playmakers. So since I've been talking so much about events lately, and because you already know from my other podcast episodes that... I recommend planning and scheduling your events several months in advance, honestly, as far in advance as you can. I actually wanted to share the audio from a YouTube video that I did a couple years back about why we strategically lost money on some of our events purposefully to lead to greater sales in other avenues of our business. And since I released this YouTube video a couple years ago, a lot of Playmakers, so members of my Playmaker Society program, have implemented this and have seen great results. Now, to be very clear, I only recommend losing money on a very small portion of your events. And again, only when it's done very strategically. So you're going to have to listen to the full episode to see exactly what I mean by that. But just a little disclaimer, this isn't a universal strategy. You shouldn't lose money on all of your events. But for us, this specific strategy really, really worked to amp up our birthday party sales and specifically our most important and most profitable birthday party sales, our first and second birthdays. So here is the audio clip from that YouTube video, which was inspired by a Playmaker Society member. So please enjoy and let me know if you have any questions. And if you enjoy this episode, as always, I appreciate every single written review that you guys leave on my podcast. I read every single one. I appreciate it so much. So if you enjoy this episode, please take a moment to pause or write a review while you're listening. It helps so much more than you know. All right, here is the audio from that YouTube video, and I will link to the YouTube video in the show notes if you prefer to watch instead of listen. All right, here we go. All right, so this question was actually brought up by a current Play Cafe owner, so somebody who's currently operating her business. And she kind of tagged me in an old post where I shared one of our event descriptions. And she said, you know, hey, Michelle, I noticed that you do this babies and brunch event like one Sunday a month. And she was kind of asking me about my pricing and if I would change anything if I could go back. And I knew exactly right away what she was referring to. So the event description that I had shared, it was basically saying what we provided and what that was, was basically 
families with children under two could kind of come and it was called again babies and breakfast or babies and brunch and they would just be able to play have bagels have donuts have um, some Danish, things like that, have coffee, just relax, meet other parents, and just play in a nice, quiet environment because all of the kids were under two. We didn't even allow siblings that were over two. We kind of encouraged parents to make this a special, you know, baby and me outing. So if there was an older sibling, the other parent would generally stay home with the sibling. And that's because a lot of times the smaller children wouldn't always get full range of our play area because there were bigger kids running around. They would kind of be confined to the baby area. So this was the one chance a month for them to kind of roam free without having to worry about larger kids. So she asked me, she said, you know, why did you only charge $6 for this event? You know, I feel like you could charge you know, at least $15. And that's probably what I would charge. And then a couple other people chimed in and said, you know, yeah, I probably charge $15 a person. Now, just to give you a little background for this particular event, we charged for both uh, babies and parents. So the babies were basically paying to play and snack on the fruit and muffins and things like that. And then the parents were paying more for their coffee and breakfast. So $6 a head for every single person. So a family of three um, would obviously be $18. So um, somebody was saying, you know, I feel like you could charge a lot more for that. And, you know, it brought me back to my grocery days. And I don't know if you guys have ever worked in the grocery industry, but a lot of uh, major grocery players, they will actually sell some of their most popular items at a loss. So they're actually losing money every single time they sell one of these items because it gets people into the building. And they know that, for example, if they have the lowest price in town for milk, People are going to come, they're going to see that, they're going to say, wow, milk is a staple for me, that's really important. It's going to get them into the store, and then it's going to expose them to all the other products and services that that store has, very likely leading to an upgraded purchase. So they're not just going to buy milk. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but they always put the milk at like the back of the store. Um, yes, there's like a convenience case usually up front. But anyways, this is what we in the grocery industry used to call a loss leader meaning our leading items would actually, we would lose money every single time we sold them. And that's because we saw the potential in additional revenue from getting people into the store. And it made me realize and remember that that's exactly what this particular event was for us. So we really just wanted to get people in the door. Now, did we do this for every single event? No, we did it for a very specific subset of events and this event in particular. And to understand a little bit more about why it might seem obvious that I should charge a higher price, I want to just do a quick number scheme. So generally, a sold out event would be 25 people. So that includes both parents and children. And if I was charging $6 a person, that means we would be making about $150 per babies and brunch event, which basically covered the cost of breakfast, coffee, and labor. So we're really not making any money. In fact, we might even be losing a little bit of money because I really like to decorate it and really go all out in terms of fruit and offerings for breakfast. Now, if I instead raise the price to $15 a person, we could make $375 by having the same 25 people in the door. So it kind of seems like a no brainer. However, I would still choose to do the $6 price every single time and I'm going to explain why. And first of all, we did not do this for every single event. A lot of events were strictly money makers. However, if you've been following my YouTube channel for a while or if you followed my Play Cafe journey, you'll know that our number one priority in our business was always birthday parties and more specifically birthday parties for one, two, and three-year-olds. 
That was our bread and butter. If we didn't do anything else in our entire business, we could still stay afloat and be profitable if we just stayed completely booked out for these types of birthday parties. Now, the reason why we liked to lose money on this event and did so very happily, just when we take into um, account ticket prices, it's because we knew our priorities, right? Our priority was not making a couple extra hundred dollars, just a marginal extra amount from this event. Our number one priority was getting new birthday party booking. So number one, we knew our priority. Number two, we knew our ideal customer. So we knew that again, our ideal customer had a child under the age of two, so one or two. We knew that our ideal customer liked to visit on the weekends because they typically worked during the week. So just based on data and analytics and just running my business for multiple years, I noticed that our best, most successful parties were our highest tier parties. And they were more of the done for you party, the divine all-inclusive party. And I would say nine out of 10 times, the customer that purchased that party, it was a two parent uh, working household. So both parents worked during the week and they just wanted us to kind of take all of the decorating and planning off of their hands. And that was really our specialty. That was really our cornerstone offer. That was our bread and butter of our business. It's how we paid our bills. So because of that, because I knew that our business hinged upon uh, getting these working parents in the door. I also knew that our Saturday morning open play was constantly crowded. There were a lot of older kids that came. So I really wanted to give this ideal customer a chance to, you know, really calmly and in a more relaxed environment with just the smaller kids. I wanted them to be able to walk around and look at the space. And I set this event up to be very similar to a birthday party because I wanted them to be able to envision their event in our space. Now, during Saturday morning open play, it was a lot harder to do that, again, because tons of different um, ages, tons of people in and out all the time. The Babies and Brunch event started at a specific time, and it ended at a specific time. So I really wanted to make sure that, again, they had a more relaxed environment in order to really start considering if they wanted us to host their next event. And I also made sure this uh, event was staffed properly. Saturday morning open play, again, was really crazy. So we didn't always have an extra staff member floating around, but I made sure I put either myself or another staff member, you know, kind of floating around this event, really providing excellent customer service, asking or answering any questions that anybody had regarding events, and then actually booking events on our mobile iPad throughout the event. So this actually led us to really realized that this event was our main birthday booking generator. So every single time we held this event, like actually during the physical event, so not after, not next week, during the actual event, we would typically book between four or five parties. So we took a $100 deposit per party. So that's an extra four to $500 per event. And the reason why, again, we were very happy to only charge $6 was because of that. We knew our priorities, it brought our ideal customers in the door, and it gave them a really seamless and relaxing environment to book their party. Now, uh, you know, you might be playing devil's advocate and saying, well, why not charge the higher price and still get the ideal customer in the door? Well, I also noticed that for our babies and brunch event, most of the people that were coming in had never been to our facility before. And because they had a child under two, they were probably a little bit more wary to pay to play. 
Um, I know if you have like a crawler or a young infant, it's kind of hard to cough up $15 just for that child to play for two hours. Normally our open play would be, you would get a pass for the entire day. So I really found that that $6 price was actually the sweet spot. It was a no brainer for people. They would think, you know, for $18, myself, my spouse, and my child will get to play. We'll get out of the house for two hours. We'll get breakfast and we'll have coffee. It was like a no brainer price. And it was very easy to get brand new people who had never visited us, visited us before in the door. I feel like if we did like $45 per uh, per family, that would just be a little bit too high of a cost barrier for some people. And again, we really just wanted to get some new faces in the door every single time. And we also wanted it to be more of a no-brainer for them to actually pull out their credit card an additional time during the event and actually make a deposit for their party. So we were very glad to lose money on this event occasionally. Again, if it meant that we would stay fully booked out for those first and second birthday parties. And I also found that even when we didn't get bookings, like say somebody really liked the event, they really liked the party, even if they didn't book right on the spot, we got so many referrals and so many people calling us and emailing us after that event because these parents were constantly posting on Instagram. And don't forget, we set up this event just like a birthday party. So it's very easy, again, to see the pictures and say, wow, what's that? Um, you know, where did you go? That place looks so cool. So we actually got so many calls and referrals from people saying, you know, my friend went to the Babies and French event. I want to come in and view this space. Or, you know, I, they would book the party unseen, sight unseen, meaning they had never been to our facility before. And under where did you hear about us? A lot of people would say they saw pictures from our Babies and Brunch event. So again, this was probably our biggest birthday party booking generator. And that is why we were able to happily charge less than what we, you know, probably could have for the event. And I think it was one of the keys to our success because again, we were constantly able to get those new people in the door and we were able to constantly have new people finding us on social media from the pictures. So again, that is an example of using a lost leader in your indoor playground business. And I hope this inspires you to just think a little bit outside the box and think more long-term because again, if we were a little bit more myopic or short-sighted and we just wanted to double the ticket price just to get that extra you know, $125 or whatever the case may be from the ticket sales, we probably wouldn't have been as successful to get quite so many bookings from the event and get brand new people in the door every single time and not only book out every single event consistently. So we were sure it was going to be worth all the decorating and having an extra staff there, but we actually had a wait list. So people would book these events weeks and months in advance. So again, I hope this you know, inspires you to think outside the box and get creative with your pricing. And again, it all comes back down to knowing the priorities in your business, knowing what your cornerstone offer is and knowing what that queen bee role is, which again, if you've been following me for a while, I got from Mike Michalowicz's book, Clockwork. For us, it was first and second birthday parties. For your business, it might be something different. All right, Playmakers, I hope you enjoyed this audio clip from my YouTube channel. Again, if you aren't yet subscribed to my YouTube channel, I have so much original content there. I do not always repurpose content between my different channels. So if you're not subscribed yet, you're really missing out. So head to the show notes and subscribe to my YouTube channel where I put out a new video every single week. And as I mentioned in the beginning, if you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave me a rating and review wherever you are listening. It helps so much. And just to remind you, your play of the day today 
is to find an opportunity where this strategy could work in your business. If you know your queen bee role or your cornerstone offer, figure out which events can match up in terms of ideal customer. And if you could use one of these events as a loss leader using the strategy that I talked about in this episode. So let me know what you think. If you implement the strategy, I would love to know the results. So send me a message on Instagram, send me an email, or if you are a Playmaker Society member, please feel free to tag me in a group post. Have a great day, guys.